Hello and welcome to another Piddling with Podling, a Walker Division podcast. Walker, women of a certain age, not fast, not stylish, but out there. And we have been out there quite oh, a lot recently. We have. We yeah. had a whole 10 day trip. We did. We actually left Yorkshire. <gasps> and we went down to the southwest, didn't we? Southwest, it was a long way. It was a long way. So we actually went all the way down to Noonan, which a lot of people think is the birthplace of mountain biking in the UK. Wow, and why do they think that, Jules? Because back in the 80s, uh, <laughs> yeah, back a long time ago, when we, when we were young, or at least a bit younger, mountain biking was this brand new sport that had just come over to the UK from America. But about 84, 85 people started to notice it a bit more and there were a couple of races going on here there and everywhere or pretend races yeah and and, then people seemed to think it was going to catch on and around about um around about this time a young gentleman called tim greenwood apparently reckons he won the first uh, mountain bike race and he was based down the south he did, he was, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. interesting chap to talk to, actually. He does trees now. He does do but trees. But back in those days... Yeah, back in those days, he did mountain biking. He did. Uh, and he rode a few local races and decided he could do something better. And so he did, basically, he did. at Noonan Park. But we're not going to tell you any more than that. We're going because... To Why there is that? Because there is a whole fascinating article coming out in the very next issue of Cranked Magazine. There is. Featuring Nick Craig, of course, because he has been around forever. Ah, yes. And there is the infamous story of how Craigie led World's XC race down the pipeline. Now, the pipeline was a horrible feature back in those days. Kind of a, imagine a, a, a loose, slaty bank and you're on crap tyres, crap brakes, tiny narrow bars, bum in the air. No suspension. Twitchy as. Yeah. And you'd ride down this thing and it was grim. And apparently the crowds were about four to eight deep, depending on which, which stories you listen to. They were somewhere between four and eight deep. Uh, and the rare horns and cheering, and to get a British rider leading the worlds down there in 1998 was apparently a bit of a thing. Yeah, well, if you want to have a look at any of this, go look up Grundig's World Cups on YouTube, and you'll find quite a lot of exciting stuff. I mean, I was actually down there in 98, and probably showing my age now, when I had a proper job, and I was working for Madison back then, um, but it was all new to me, and I this whole new world of mountain biking. I had sort of done some mountain biking previous to that and then given it all up and gone back on the road. So to actually work in that massive arena, it was huge. It was absolutely fabulous. Well, everybody um, had sponsored trucks. I mean, the fact yeah. that Grundig, yeah. a massive firm, sponsored the, the Worlds at the time. Yeah, yeah, and everybody had big trucks. Nick was saying as well that the American riders used to fly into Heathrow and then fly out to Plymouth. As you do. As you do. Yeah. And all the big trucks would come across from Europe and just... It was completely bonkers, and I think it's really hard to get that feeling now because yeah. it's changed. It's changed so much. It has. I mean, back in the nineties, it was pretty. The mountain biking was I what I would say would be its heyday. I mean, it, it's it's quite an interesting scene now, but it's nothing like it used to be back then. Anyway, if you want to know a little bit more about uh, Noonan Park and its history and. Just pick up the next copy of Crank Magazine, which is coming out in the next couple of months, I think. Would that be right? I think it's mid-September. Ah, there you go. You know more than I do. Um, well, Seb was trying to get me to hurry up and actually finish the article. Which so, was interesting because we were only writing it the other day. I know. So basically, Han wrote the article again and I did the photo. So we're moving Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. It's quite a good little team, really. But while we were down there, uh, we also 
we were around for the uh, the national cross country championships. We were, which was quite interesting because I've not been to a um, a mountain bike race, especially national championships, for quite a long time. Well, I haven't been to a decade. I went. I went to one as a decade. A decade ago. You went as a decade. I went as a decade. <laughs> yeah, I went to the nineteen seventies. Um, <laughs> bigger hair usually. Well, obviously, um, shoulder no, pads. I've been to. God, no, that'd be the 80s, wouldn't it? Such a shoulder head. And, yeah, let's not get into the makeup. But a decade ago, I actually raced to Nationals because he was up at Richmond. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll have a go at that. Uh, I came fourth. You did. And we reckon that you could have actually done quite well there at this one as well. Well, yeah, there aren't there aren't that many old women racing. No, but also you, you're not bad technically-wise. And, and the course um, had a few technical features oh, which a, stumped a few people. It did. It did. He had a lovely rock guard, which was actually really nice to ride. Yeah. You just needed a bit of speed and a bit of commitment. And then shortly, shortly after that, you went around a corner and there was kind of an off-cambery bit. Um, and then you had to aim through two fairly narrow rocks. And then after that, there was a, sh- a small rock that he had to ride over. The number of mountain bikers who don't actually like riding over rocks is actually quite alarming. Because you've got the bike to deal with it. And so. it was quite amazing watching the different styles of how people tackled those those actual features, wasn't it? From full-on mincing to yeah. elegant floating. Yeah, going back to Nick Craig again, we've got to say it was probably one of the nicest things to watch him just float over those rocks and the way he just moved his body elegantly. So actually, there were quite a few riders... You're sounding slightly like, per... Uh, you know a little bit kind of no but it's nice great. it's nice to watch when people ride things because no, i can't ride things to, to save me life i'm absolutely useless i mince for england and to actually see people riding that feature it was Smoothly, it was a pleasure competently yeah, yeah. It's, it's a must joy to watch that yeah i think yeah. phil pierce uh, rode it really he, he just basically floated over it. it he was nothing he was nowhere near the rocks he just seemed to basically do a gap leap but so it seemed so that was quite interesting to watch as well but yeah it was good to watch people tackle those and it was good watching the youngsters as well because they have no fear they don't have jobs on a monday morning that they're worried about they bounce and they just yeah and they'll give it a bit more of a go those of us with age and imagination just go i'm not going over that well actually you did have a go though the next i did did. not in the race because you know we weren't there to ride we were there to sort of like um i don't know what were we there for well i was there to take some photos and uh i know i ended up writing a race report yes you ended up writing a race report you also ended up um, helping with the course oh yes i did yeah well no i helped with the course changing it into the 24-hour race because a week oh, after that's right yes uh, at Newnham Park so we had the nationals on one weekend the weekend after it was 24-12 so obviously you need a different kind of course for a 24-hour race you do an endurance thing where people get very very tired so you can't put too many technical bits in because people are just going to hurt so we took the rock badly. garden out the rock garden came out but while they were taking it out, you had a go of it, didn't you? Mm, I did. Well, well I couldn't resist. Point though, you had a lovely armchair of a bike for Mondrake, didn't you? Yes, yes. Our thanks do amazing. Our thanks do go to Richie Rowland for um, at very short notice lending me a, an Ebe. So I had a, a full suspension, very expensive, very capable. It did. It did have the wheelbase of a mini, um, and the turning circle of a of a t- an oil tanker. But, but he won't go over anything, <laughs> literally anything. It won't go round corners quite so easily as I'm used to, but it would roll over anything. And once once you discover that a bike will do that, you start trying to get 
bigger and bigger rolls and go, well, it will, it'll go down that. Oh, yes, it will. I mean, I must admit, I had a go of it towards the end and I, even, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I mean, up until this point, I'd been very luckily lent a bike from Kinesis. It was mm. an E-Rise, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a, a weird little concept, is um, an E-Hardtail. Yeah, yeah. So... It was it was interesting. I mean, I've ridden e-bikes before, and uh, it's a love hate relationship. Um, but this was actually quite fascinating, ha- having been lent this bike for the for the week. Because while we were down there, because uh, we were staying down for twenty four twelve, we'd gone for the national cross country champs, and we were staying down for twenty four twelve. And in between time, we were riding bike parks and trail centres. Why were we riding bike parks and trail centres? We were riding bike parks and trail centres for the new book. Oh, we, we mentioned that on our last podcast, We did mention we? The, the Difficult Setting Album on yeah. the last podcast. So, uh, obviously, we went and rode as many of the southwestern trails, sort of within an hour's ride of, drive of Plymouth, really. Yeah. Um, I, I, we just went and rode as many as we could, which is really quite handy having the e-bikes, because we meant we could do fairly serious amounts of riding each day yeah it was it was actually a revelation because last time i uh, borrowed an e-bike it was in glentress and that was great for going up the hills but i just found it really hard work coming on down the hills you do have to um have a completely different way of riding them and i wasn't really in that frame of mind however got to know this um, little kinesis a lot better um i had a whale of a time and if anybody tells you e-bikes are cheating, I can arrest, I can tell you they are not. What they do do is they make going up the hills a little bit easier, but they make you ride further. And it sometimes make you ride a lot harder. Because <laughs> I know there was a couple of uh, trails that we rode. I think it was Halden, which is the one with the blue trail. The second blue trail was absolutely amazing. Oh, you loved the Yeah, you yeah. loved the, the uh, Halden. Uh, that, yeah, that was Halden. Yeah, that second and blue trail. And you got trail. completely carried away. I did. absolutely loved it. And that was, mainly, that was mainly descending. There was a lot of descent on that one. But it was such a nice, flowy track. And the bike handled beautifully. And then on the little bits where I did have to ride back up hill again, I wasn't sort of... I didn't tire myself out. At the end of it, <laughs> I had a really good bike ride, which was good. I believe you, you came out with an expression in the car park as we got back that um, clearly conveyed to the two gentlemen just arriving for their bike ride that you were a little tired and could do with a sit down. Did I really? Mm. Mm. Can't yeah. even remember what I said. Well, it's too, it's too rude. For, oh, yes. No, we're too, too rude, rude for, for this. Oh, yes, yes, yes. For our Oops. family broadcast here. I would like to say it's a little bit of French, but you it's would probably French. agree. It's I know. not French. It's not French, honestly. <laughs> But to most of us, we'd say it was French. But Hannah, because she knows all about languages, will say it's not. Anyway, we digress. But it also meant when we were held on, we didn't just ride the second blue. We rode the gentle blue. We also rode the red as well. Mm. And the e-bikes actually enabled us to do that. In fact, Han even rode the skills um, section oh, yeah. at the end as well, just for a bit of fun. Just I, a bit of fun. I had a little go, but the little the little children on their little kiddies' bikes sort of like outdid me a little bit. So I thought it was time to sort of like retire. Well, you did that thing of, well, I'll get a camera out. Well, you have to, don't you? I think you took a... You got a shot of me coming off that drop, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. So that was quite good. We also went to um, some bike parks as well. One one being Old Hill. Oh, Old Hill was meant. It was fab. It was absolutely fab, wasn't it? So Old Hill, basically, um, it's a family-run concern. Um, Lovely family. We were chatting to Vicky, who is the the mother, wife. Obviously, the boss, because she's the woman... Uh, and she was saying that they ride as a family. 
And they were finding that going to places like Bypark Wales, A, it's a bloody long way from Cornwall, because Cornwall's a bloody long way from anywhere. Yeah. And then one thing, once they got there, it was 35 quid ahead. It's a really expensive mm. day out. So they got planning permission to build their own bike track in the, on, on, a, on a field of theirs. So if you imagine a gently sloping field that's just full of lines awesome. and jumps. It's got an emphasis on kind of flow and jumping. Um, yeah, if you can imagine that, then that is what their, their field is. That's Old Hill Bike Park. It's a tenner a day for all yeah. of And the, lo- the lovely thing about it is it's progressive as well. So there's there's um, there's bits where like two-year-olds can have a go of, basically. And because when we went there, there was a two-year-old there having a, having a bit of a ride. That's how we know. Dad. That's how we know. Uh, but it was all about being progressive. So you could start on the really, really gentle stuff. Then you can go to the slightly more progressive blue trail. And then you, you can go as far as you wanted to. And you were never that far away from the start. You just do your little ride, come back to the top, push yourself as far as you wanted to, and then come back. Dead easy session Brilliant. because um, it's Loved in it. a field, so you can just cut across to yeah. whichever bit you need to. Uh, and yeah, like Jill says, in terms of progression, all the red stuff is yeah. basically tabletops, but they get very, very big. But of course, the, the advantage of a table is if you case it, nothing really nasty is going to happen to you. And then they got onto some really large, uh, full-on, uh, basically pro-sized jumps. Ah, there was some amazing stuff down there. Uh, and it was great. And they were so friendly and so welcoming. And it was such a family concern, even even to the point where, I think it was Vicky said, get yourself a pasty, go to my aunt's shop up the road. Yeah. And it was, it was a parents-in-law run a B&B yeah, and a yeah. cousin has a... Yeah, yeah. And then her other cousin works with Flashmans. Yeah. And it was also, oh, we're, we're properly in Cornwall here. Everybody knows each other. Oh, it was brilliant. And we, we did go and try and get a pasta, but unfortunately they were so popular they'd sold out. So we, and I'm gutted. We were get, gutted. That was, that was the we only downside. We spent 10 days <laughs> down there and we didn't have a Cornish pasty. No, we, we had didn't. a pasty, but it wasn't a Cornish pasty. No. That came from Devon, did that one. No, we, and we didn't even have a cream tea. No. Gutted. No, we, f- we missed out on we cream did. tea as well. Yeah, we actually went to the seaside as well at one point because um, we went to... Paul Ruin. And we actually asked for a cream tea, but they'd run out of scones. Who well, knew? the woman who, who did. The woman who did scones hadn't yeah. turned up. Uh, just it. our luck, wasn't it? We'd, yeah. we'd walked all the way there, well, from the car park. Yeah, but if any of you know uh, Paul Ruin, which is just opposite Foy, walking down from the car park, you <laughs> lose about 14,000 feet... And you've got to go back up. We they aren't small hills. They no, aren't it, it was fun though. That was our, amazing. That was our only touristy thing of the whole week, though, wasn't it? To yeah. be honest. And that was because we'd been to Woody's, which is on the other side of the river. Yeah, no, Woody's is awesome, a fabulous bike park, and again, a family concern, but a completely different beast to um, Old Hill, I reckon. It was a lot more. It was a lot harder, a lot steeper. Yeah, um, just the lay of the land. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was really windy with the day yeah. we went there. So Jules is saying to me, can you get your wheels off the ground? Like, no. <laughs> no, I can't. You had a go. But I did have a go, but yeah, uh, yeah it depended which way the wind was, was blowing or yeah. which way the... If you were heading into the wind, there was no getting off the ground. But you could tell that um, that had been built with love and somebody who absolutely loved um, the sport. And we and we also had the opportunity had to have a look at uh, some of the retro bikes that they own as well. And they were amazing. Some old school um, Yetis. for old school Yetis and Spesh, weren't it? Yeah, they were in the process of being... Tarted up? That's the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they, we were really lucky to be able to see those and then just see how it all started, really, and to think people used to ride those sort of bikes 
and think they were they think they were sort of like um, yeah, it's no wonder the trails have got harder really yeah. because <laughs> the bikes are so much more capable yeah um and then talking about how tra- trails, we actually went to Gorton as well, didn't Gorton. we? Gorton. Gorton, yeah. Gorton. Gorton yeah. Gravity Hub. There, well, there's a, there's a clue in the title, isn't there? Well, perhaps. It's a bit of an emphasis on uh, the kind of enduro, downhill, gnarly, rocky, slippy, steep, crutchy, if you're amazing in... stuff. If you're into that yeah. stuff, it's a really, really good place to go. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I think the start ramps were steeper than most of the stuff we ever ride. <laughs> it's true. And they also have a, a jump line. Yeah. And again, you just look at that and think, oh, yeah. maybe not. But this is where, um, you know, we were pleased with um, 661 sort of like stepping in and providing protection. Absolutely. Yeah, very, cause... very handy for that sort of thing. Because, um, you know, riding locally, I don't I don't bother. Because no. well, you don't leave that often. And, you well, know. I do, but that's another story. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> again, that's a separate issue, aren't you? But, um, yeah, having a bit of protection... Especially knee pads on that sort of stuff is just—it's just nice. This will be one of the things in the book. Yeah. Um, we'll kind of try and put in brief descriptions of the places and see if they're, you know, suitable for you. Are they? Do they match your kind of riding? Because frankly, somewhere like Gordon isn't going to match everybody's sort of riding. Um, and is it wise to have full face and pads? I know some of the trails at Woody's. I think it's the double blacks. They say you're not coming on without a full face and protection. Not a surprise because yeah. they did look pretty gnarly. They are. Yeah. They are probably. You know, again, they're getting on towards kind of pro-sized, yeah. big, big stuff. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the one, the one thing that I noticed in my, in my, my starting doing this with you because I was away when you started all this, um, was such a variety in the different standards of grades. Because you look at trails at the moment and you've got a blue trail, a red trail and a black trail. So the blue trail technically is easy, the red trail is slightly harder and the black trail is like, ride it if you dare, to be honest. For your general. Or in my case, if my husband there, it would be no. Yeah. <laughs> be yeah no. Dave does have his own system of trail grading. It's very simple. Yeah. It goes, Dave friendly, mildly terrifying and no. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need to know. Which I think actually works for everybody. Maybe it's just should... your own definition of mildly terrifying and no will. Yeah, and maybe we should put that into the book. But anyway, um, so yeah, so there was a huge variety of different. Because I was thinking, great, it's a blue trail. I'll not be terrified. Oh, look, I'm slightly terrified. <laughs> but only a little. But then some of the reds I've ridden, <laughs> like I've ridden some reds in Canuck, and they were like absolutely fabulous. Really enjoyed them. And then I rode the red, and I think this was in Holden again, which was a little bit more terrifying for me. And it was like, it was good, don't get me wrong. I'm not so sure about the woman that we came across there. Oh, no. <laughs> you know when you meet people out there, and, and this can go for any kind of outdoor activity, and there's some bloke, and he's tried to drag some woman along, probably to impress her. And she is not happy she is way out of her comfort zone doing whatever it is and you can just tell by the body language when you come across them on the on the path of the trail or whatever that um this relationship is not going well no i, 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 I don't mean, think they're together i don't think they're together anymore because we not, came across them on the red trail and she was she was happy. deeply unhappy yeah and i, and I think we, that we saw them a little bit later and she was walking with her bike on some of she'd the trails. have been so much better off on one of the other trails. Oh, I should have loved the blue trail. Because the, the thing about Halden is it has a really short but really easy blue trail. And it, yeah. it'd be absolutely fantastic for taking your kids on or somebody unconfident. And it's so short you could do laps of it. There's no technical trail fill, uh, features. And it was lovely. And uh, But 
it's one way mm. and it's traffic free. Mm. Perfect. Get go go around it. Get used to your bike and think, oh yeah, no, that was all right. And then they've got a blue trail, which is a little step further up from that. But the few trail features, a few rollers, a couple of narrow gaps through trees, uh, that sort of thing. A um, lot more up and down, but really nice and progressive. And again, it's you know it's it's proper trail. It's one way. Although why that family was sitting in the middle of it, I don't know. No, but uh, anyway, who knows? But yeah, I mean the nice thing, hopefully, with the book, it will it will help people decide whether those trails will be suitable enough for their skills or not. So hopefully, if this guy does get another partner and he wants to take a mountain bike, and he might get a copy of the book, yeah, and then go. I think ah, we should have actually got his address and sent him one and gone. Look, mate, yeah. if you're trying to pull a bird by yeah. taking a mountain bike in, choose something probably a little Similar. not so it didn't, i'm not saying it's easy but just something that you'd enjoy because you don't want to put people off mountain biking and no. some of the trail centers are there to be enjoyed and you don't want to sort of take it to a level where you come back and be terrified because you, you'll never well, ride the, again the point of trail centers is to make the riding easy you, you know if you can't use a yeah. map yeah. Uh, and don't want to bother looking at maps and go yeah. oh, where am i going i'm gonna to have to navigate and all that kind of faffy fluffy stuff that some people really get off on um Lots and lots of people, other people don't. If you just want to go somewhere with arrows pointing you in the direction of a ride of a certain standard, trail centres are absolutely perfect for that. They kind of take all the work out of it. You can actually just concentrate on riding your bike. Hmm. So while they're not my absolute favourite kind of riding, because there's not that sense of exploration and discovery, they're good fun for, you know, you think, right, I want to go and razz my bike today. I want to go and chuck it down the trail and give it what for. Yeah, but there's some places like, because we, we, did, we did Stainburn as well before I went to um, France. And that was interesting because there was the there was the designated trails, which we rode, which were great. But then on the other side of the road, there was a few cheeky trails. Lots of cheeky trails Lots for Stainburn, yeah. Yeah, and... and and you could sort of like you could do the the uh, the official trails and you could do them a few times if you wanted to and they were quite challenging, or you could just nip across the road and have a little bit of a ride around and just and go, go and, and play explore. in the woods. Yeah, there's you... nothing like a play in the woods, is there? I, I, we we did enjoy that at Newnham actually, just riding around. That was good fun. Uh, actually. Discovering <laughs> bits of the the courses it was being changed from the nationals to yeah, twenty four twelve, just going around playing. I mean, I must admit, I mean, I've been to Noonan Park for years and years and years. I've never actually ridden there, just because the nature of my job means that I get down there, I'm, uh, I am have to go and take photos, so you you get pretty engrossed in what you're doing, so you don't really have that much free time, to be honest. I think I've said to Han before, I've been around, I know a lot of people, but you don't get time to socialise with too many people, because you're sitting in a ditch for a long time, so you don't really get to know that many people. So the chance of actually this, this week we were down there... I'm sort of like stepped back from the sort of like event photography uh, quite a lot now. And I got a chance to ride the course. It was brilliant. It was so much fun. Especially Bluebell Woods. Oh, that, that was, was a lovely bit. That yeah. was ace. Yeah, Both yeah. ways. Yes. We rode it because we rode it backwards. We rode it we quite rode a few it. times because it was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. And it was good to actually ride around and actually see what I'd been photographing all these years. Because they pretty much use quite a lot of stuff that they have used over the years i mean they don't use the same course every year they use different features but there are sort of like favorites i mean the, the one of the best things was that they actually i feel quite proud of this they named a little section after me they did diamonds drop and, and the first time i came to it i refused to ride it 
Because it was like, oh, I'm not going down that. Who do you think it's I am? It's a short, steep bank. But to me, it was terrifying. So anyway, we went around for another lap. And then before I knew it, I'd ridden it because it was like, oh, Because yeah, being yeah. you and your horrendous sense of direction and wherever you are, I hadn't realised that we were at the top of it. And oh, look. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'd actually gone on at one point as well and was hurtling down the cross-country course, which could have been terrifying because I was going towards the cauldron, apparently, before I got called back. Because I was having yeah. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I got back and I rode it and it was like, oh, this is ace. And then when we went back to watch people race it, you were like, oh, come on, that's so easy. Says she who didn't ride it the first time. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was it was brilliant fun at Noonan and actually riding some of the course and talking to the landowner. and, and oh, He was an interesting chap. Yeah, yes. he was really interesting, actually. And about how his perception is that he's just a caretaker of the land. But he's very supportive of mountain biking, mm. despite not being a mountain biker himself. He has ridden a, a lap of 24-12. Probably done more Once. than me up until this year. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he was he's, uh, yeah, a very interesting chap. And I said... Feature. But that's in the article. Yep, that is in the article. Like we said, Cranked magazine. Next uh, month. Next month, Hopefully. coming out in September. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we had a great time down in Newnham. And we've got quite a lot of trail centres to get around, though, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, There's lots and lots and lots. But it's good fun. I, I did go to Wales without you. You did. Uh, which oh. was a shame because I had to do the Welsh accent to myself by myself but we do have to go back because uh, there's a lot more in Wales well not so much that you didn't actually get any photos did you it's a bit slack really well no I didn't well you did get some photos but none we can use no I took some pictures of bedrock instead I think mm. to me that's quite interesting mm. what rock are you riding on what tires for what rock and this is why she rides with me so that I can take photos of people I actually want to see so harsh but true no i can't take pictures of myself riding when i'm riding can i but what we did find out when we went down to uh, the southwest is that you are loads better at video than you are at um, it's photos. weird that isn't it i it don't is. i don't understand that i don't understand it either because for some reason i took some videos and then jules went these aren't actually horrendous so what you can what you've got to look forward to in the next couple of months is us making some um trail riding videos now then <laughs> that's gonna be that's interesting gonna be an interesting one is that <laughs> yeah so we're actually we're quite excited by that prospect because it's uh, for me it's new technology and it's for me i just get to ride my bike yeah for me it's looking at different angles and how i can edit stuff and i'll be using gopro footage combined with drone footage uh yeah so that's all going to be pretty exciting all of the gadgets all of the gadgets whilst taking photos for the book of course because why not when is the book due out when it's written, without sounding utterly flippant about that, there is an awful lot to do. And, yes. and this is a much bigger project than either me or Vertebrate actually imagined. Oh, so this is Vertebrate who actually commissioned this? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, they, in 2012, I think, Tom Fenton did a guide. And, you know, at first you think, oh, well, it's just an updating that. It's interesting to see the rise of bike parks. And by that, I mean somewhere that's probably privately owned. You sign up, you need a pass or a, a, a day membership to, to ride there. And you probably will pay as well. And of course, all that money then gets ploughed back into the business. Uh, and some like Bike Park Wales, Anderstoniog, things like that have uplift. So you, you pay for that as well. So it's quite a different style of riding. And they tend to be bigger and gnarlier and more designed for jumping and um, mm. shredding 
So I guess it's it's what it, it's a bit of something for everybody, isn't it? Because you say you've got the bike parks for your enduro style, downhill style, and then you've got trail centres which appeal towards more families and more. It's like kind of traddick sea, actually yeah. going for a long ride, yeah. and we're like Dolby, which is three hundred miles long. Um, <laughs> Surely it's longer. No, they've cut it down a bit. Uh, yeah, that's lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't want to. You be know, out I, and Dolby's one of those places you either love because it's long and there's yeah. lots of it, or you hate because it's long and, and it's not as, as as kind of as trail building techniques have changed or fashions really styles in in building have changed. Yeah, I think that's fascinating as well though as you're going along to the different trail centres, especially like starting with Cody Brennan, which was the very first um, trail centre that was built in the UK in 1996, I think it was. Something like that. And how things, I mean that's still a popular place to go riding and it'll be interesting as we go along to see the different types of trail centres, especially the newer ones. Yeah, because there's a lot of emphasis on the kind of flowy trails. If you think of the new blue trail that's just been built at Cannock, it's very flowy, very smooth, very lovely, mm. very nice, very uh, very suitable because you can roll all of it. So suitable for pretty much anyone if you can, if you can roll around it. I noticed that um, I went to Gwydir by myself in Wales. That's pretty old school. There's kind of long stretches of fire road in between uh-huh. bits of single track and technical mm. stuff. And it, it was kind of... And a lot of climbing, apparently. Oh, a lot of climbing. A lot of climbing. <laughs> I was so ruined. And Anna was on my own. What you needed was an e-bike. Well, it would have been Ace, actually, <laughs> there. Um, I, I got great amusement out of all the little Welsh names for the trail sections. That made me smile a lot, because of kind of pig jokes, pig and coffee jokes. And that made me smile uh, a lot, more probably than it should have. Yeah. But the the feel of the trail was more natural. Such a weird word to use because of course it's not natural. Somebody's whacked it out of the hillside, but that kind of rocky, slightly looser. They are like a lot of drops at, at Gwydir, but it wasn't smooth and flowy like like the new bits of Hamsley, for instance. I guess so. There's a big a big change in trail building, and that's quite interesting to explore. But I also guess it's interesting because that's the way the bikes have evolved as well. You've now got bigger wheels, bigger suspension, uh, and now you've got engines as well. Um, I mean, I did notice on one of the ones that we did down in um, the southwest, I think it was Cardenham, it was a beautiful trail, really enjoyed it. I couldn't get around the corners. I know I'm crap at getting around the corners, mm. but I get the feeling it wasn't built with 29ers in mind. Um, oh, no, 29ers were a pretty long long wheelbase. And, yeah. and don't forget the bikes that we had, we were both on 2.6 tyres, yeah. so that adds an extra chunk it's not just width it's volume that you add on yeah. a tire like that so the actual over the overall wheel diameter becomes a lot bigger um so a 29er with a big chunky tire on is massive yeah yeah i mean it, i mean it was a really good trail and you could see i loved you, that trail yeah it was more, so much fun the more you rode it the more it would teach you to get around because the switchbacks were there for a reason to get you up the up the lovely climbs. graded yeah. climbs yeah, of switchbacks yeah. really um, made climbing almost a pleasure yeah no almost. it was good it was almost a pleasure if 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 i could ever teach myself to get around switchbacks like that it would be awesome but the one the most fun bit was that little that little bit of trail that with all the little bumps in it oh there was a sort of a section of whoops yeah, yeah. and you could amazing. just get more and more air off the the line of them <laughs> yeah. that was just because that just appeared out of nowhere and we're like oh this is such this is such good fun i must have ridden that what half a dozen times <laughs> 
Oh, just go back and try it again. So it's like little things like that. And there was also a little red section as well, which was a bit of a, a cheeky little bit. And, and that... It's called Dialed in Dave. So obviously... We had to ride it. We had to we? ride that. Yeah, yeah, in honour of my husband. He yeah. probably would have said no. Probably. He might Mildly, it was more mildly terrifying for a Dave than it would have been a no, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that bad. It was yeah. actually quite good fun. And it, yeah, it was just, just a little bit. Because the blue, again, the blue there, I would say, was nearly on a par with the red that we rode at Alden, to be honest. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like that blue at um, Cardenham wasn't like the second blue at Alden. No, it wasn't not at all. No, it no. was, it was, it was I mean. quite tricky in places. It was, it was heading towards red in places. There's quite a lot of difference. You think oh, it's, it's bonkers. It is bonkers. I mean, and that's going to be hopefully something I do try and get across yeah, a bit. Yeah. But to me, the best blues are those that can be ridden by everyone, so you can roll around it. There's nothing that has to be jumped or dropped mm. or anything like that. But if you're confident and want to give it a few beans, you get an yeah. awful lot of fun out of it. You come out with a massive smile on your face, yeah. which is why I think I enjoyed um, that ride in Halden so much. Yeah, but yeah. to me, Cardenham yeah. absolutely met that, yeah, that no, requirement. I, I, I did like it. So the descents were better for me than the climbs, because, of course, the uh, the corners. But And I've always really liked Winlatter's Blue, because that was the first one I ever rode See, where you can absolutely pin it I and have, get so much out of that track. I have that delight yet to come. Oh, it's good. I've got a yeah. lot. I've got, we've got a lot of trail centres to ride, yeah. haven't we? No, I've always liked Winlatter's Blue. To me, that was what blue riding should be an introduction to gnarlier stuff but if you give it what for you can have an awful lot of fun as well yeah and usually on blues they're not breaking bumps to death because you know all the all the shredder boys go i'm not riding blue which makes it much easier for mincy people like me but i can still have fun because i say i'm and i like to i do like to ride a bike and i do like to ride it with a little bit of speed sometimes when i feel confident enough to Generally, having six weeks out not doing any riding and then doing that no, sort of riding probably didn't help too much. That's but I'm, ideal. Ho- I'm hoping as we can progress that I'll actually get a lot more confident again. You will. So, you will. Yeah, no, it'll be good. So what you'll find is over the next couple of months, we'll probably be wittering on about trail centres because pretty much that's what we're going to be doing until this book's finished. I mean, there's going to be other stuff. There will be other stuff, oh yeah. Yeah, because you know, I, I mean, this isn't the be all and end all. We, we will be talking to um, various partners and people that we come across and people that we coerce into talking to us because it won't just be us two wittering on. Thankfully. Thankfully. Although at some point we might just do a, um, a musical version. <laughs> but then again, we might not. I You said on the last one I was not to sing. Yeah, well. I've kept all singing out of this one. Oh, that's quite lucky, actually. Anyway, thank you for listening again. This has been a Walker Division podcast brought to you with by various people. Versifert Publishing, inspiring adventure. Schwaber Tires, providing rubber for all your adventures. Outkits, go nice places and do good things. And the beloved folk at Kinesis and 661. Yep, thank you very much and we shall speak to you soon. Let's hope so.